Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Soul Care Sundays with Bria, where we have soul care conversations, conversations about nourishing the mind, body, and soul through self-care, self-love, and all of that good stuff. Um, Usually I have an illustrious guest, but today it is me featuring me, and the topic is what is self-love? And how do we cultivate it? Now, I know self-love is not this super duper big word and it's kind of sounds self-explanatory. But I think that we as a society definitely need to really hone in on the beauty and the true organicness of self-love. Sometimes self-love gets confused with narcissism. Sometimes self-love gets confused with taking a lot of selfies and posting these really good pictures on the internet and that's self-love. But um, I wanna go a little deeper than what the surface perception of it is. What is self-love? Well, self-love, according to most dictionaries, it is a state of appreciation for oneself. And that state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. I believe one of the most important things that I learned this year is how to cultivate a stronger sense of self-love. You know, self-love not only means having a high regard for your own self and your well-being, it means taking the steps to really take care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. And it means not settling settling for less than what you deserve. So what do I mean by self-love? Why the topic of self-love? Um, there's so many ways that we can express self-love. So I decided instead of just digging into the definition, I want to dig into habits The true habits of self-love, habits that really help cultivate um, and keep us maintaining self-love. So when I think of self-love, I'm thinking about how you talk to yourself, how you talk about yourself, how you prioritize yourself, you know, how you give yourself a break from self-judgment, you know, how to learn to be true to yourself, how to be nice to yourself, you know, how to forgive yourself. When you haven't been so true to yourself, when you haven't been so nice to yourself, you know, I feel like self-love is an endless journey. But I want to dive into some some key habits that helps us along our self-love journey. Um, The first one I think is so important is not to compare yourself. We live in a society that has socialized us to be competitive, so much so that we're consistently comparing ourselves to others and it becomes a natural instinct almost. But at the same time, it can be dangerous. You know, really and truly, I think that's one of the most important, one of the most important habits of self-care is not comparing yourself to others because there's really no point in comparing yourself to anyone else on the planet anyone else on the planet because there's only one you there's only one you and the more you focus on yourself and your journey the more your energy shifts into this space of personal freedom and I learned that there was a time in my life where I wasn't at that space where I felt like 
I had to be here and I would compare myself to my mother. Or I compare myself to my to, to people that I thought were really up there like Oprah or so many women that I look up to. And I'd be like, dang, I got to get there. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to mold myself to this. And I realized the toxicity that came with that. God, in my opinion, God made us all unique. Just like our fingerprints are unique, there's a unique spiritual imprint that we each put on on the world. And that spiritual imprint comes with this spiritual secret code, I feel, not a secret code, but a special code that tells us what works for us as an individual and how we as an individual contribute to the collective, you know, and um that's a very important thing and a very important habit in self-love is to stop comparing yourself. You know, that's one of the toxic things I feel that social media um, can contribute to. One of those toxic traits of social media is that it puts people in a constant state of mind of comparison. Oh, this one got more likes or that one got more whatever, more popularity. And we become a society that's driven off of status rather than things that are organic and true. You know, second habit of self-love is not worrying about others' opinions. You know, in the same vein, you know, don't worry about what society thinks and expect of you. You know, in the same vein of not comparing yourself, it's very important for you to not worry about what society thinks of you. You know, you cannot make everyone happy. That was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn because my whole life I grew up being a people pleaser. I grew up being a person that wants to see everybody happy, you know, almost to the detriment. Not almost. There was a stage where I would be such a people pleaser that I put my own needs behind others. I put everybody's needs before mine. And I realized that I was out of balance because I wasn't living for me. First, I was living for everyone else around me, everyone's expectations of me. Bria, you should do this. Bria, you should do that. And I started to go on this path where I no longer heard my voice. I heard so many voices that were trying to maybe out of love, try to guide me or maybe out of control, try to guide me. Um, And I was listening to those voices more than I was listening to my own. And I feel like the biggest antidote to that, to me saving myself, is to stop worrying about others' opinions. No matter how much I walk into my truth and walk into my personal light, there's going to be somebody who's not going to understand me. There's going to be somebody who may not even appreciate what I have to contribute. And that's okay. Because for every person that doesn't like you, for every person that thinks this of you, there is your tribe that thinks the world of you. And I feel like that is another important habit to have when cultivating true self-love. Another important habit and trait of cultivating self-love is allowing yourself to make mistakes. Many times we feel like you know, we're turf told from a very young young age, you know, nobody's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. But the older you get, the more you go into adulthood, there's always someone putting more pressure on you to never fail. And I realized when I was in that stage of my life where I just felt like I had to be perfect all the time, I had to be perfect in every way. And I realized I was losing out on the beauty of growth. You know, the beauty that comes from failure. 
I've learned so much from my failures than I have from my successes. Because from my failures, I, I had to learn and grow and refine and, 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 and get up and pivot and figure out what works for me. You know, from those failures, you can learn so much. You know, sometimes we have to allow ourselves to make mistakes because life is not uh one is not a is not set up <laughs> in this perfect little utopia. We don't live in a utopia. We live in an imperfect society, an imperfect world, unfortunately an imperfect government, you know, and these are the realities that we face, but we expect ourselves to never fail and when we do fail, some of us have the habit of just um, being down on ourselves. And I realized one of the most freedom giving or one of the most freeing realizations is allowing myself to make mistakes. I'm learning life. You know, long as I'm still trying, the only failure is to not try. The only failure is to stop trying, you know, and from your mistakes, you know, and being able to embrace your past and it really helps you grow, you know, taking your ego out of things. Sometimes we we get caught up. I know speaking for myself, you get caught up in an ego driven society that constantly tells you, oh, you got to look like this. You got to do this. This is the symbol of success. And I had to decide for myself, what's my definition of personal success? You know, what's my definition of personal freedom? And yes, I've made mistakes. Yes, you know, certain parts of my past have not been easy, but that's all a part of my unique story. You know, in my testimony, if I have faith in it and have faith in what I contribute to society, my testimony can be something that can empower someone coming behind me, you know. So another thing, remember your value doesn't just lie in how your body looks. You know, this sounds like something that's simply said and simply is more easier to say than to believe. But that's a big part of self-love is loving who you are at all stages, loving your body in all stages and remembering that there are so many things that can distract you from this reality. You scroll down your timeline, you see somebody with a with a 20 pack (laughs) and then you go into that bad habit of comparing yourself and then you start to not feel so good. You have to know that you are valuable because you are you. You are valuable because you are you, not because of your body. You're not valuable because of your accolades. You're not valuable because your popularity. You're not valuable because you have money. You're not valuable because of status. You are valuable because you are you. You were born with value. You inherently have value. So what do what makes you feel good. Wear what makes you feel confident, comfortable, and happy, but know that your body and your looks do not define your value. Um, Another habit of cultivating your self-love, and this is just part one. Um, Part two, going into the new year, we're going to dive into this some more. Um, I'm going to just bring up two more topics on how to, or two more traits and habits that are so important in cultivating self-love. And the next one is to have fun. As a workaholic or recovering workaholic, that's something I truly had to learn. It's how to have more fun. 
you know, not the let me put it on Snapchat, let me put it on Instagram, ooh, this looks so cool type of fun. This is that forget your phone, forget <laughs> your problems kind of fun, you know, some genuine fun. When was the last time you had some genuine fun? When was the last time you just allow yourself to go do something just for fun? You know, as a young child, having fun was just all I cared about. And now when you get older, it's not just about having fun. It's about having fun. It's about having that perfect credit score. It's about climbing up the ladder and this, that, and the third. But I feel like the reason why this is so related to self-love Because it's about knowing how to love yourself enough to just let yourself enjoy life to the fullest. And there was a stage in my life where all I did was work. In fact, I feel like majority of my 20s, most of what I have done is work. And now I'm approaching my late 20s and I'm realizing that I need to allow myself to enjoy life more. And for someone that's like a workaholic, that's like a hard habit that you really have to cultivate it's a hard habit that you really have to grow you know and allow yourself to have fun another very important trait and habit of self-love or important trait important habit to cultivate self-love is to forgive yourself you know so much freedom opened up for me when I shifted my mindset from punishing myself to learning and growing from my past mistakes and taking on a growth mindset. For many of you who are familiar with the term growth mindset versus fixed mindset, um, I had to shift from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And that growth mindset let me use all of my mistakes and all of my trials and errors as tools and as stepping stones to my next level. You know, um, one great activity that I like to do is called the write and burn. So basically what you do is you write down all of your thoughts or past actions that are bothering you that you regret. You know, you can write it on one sheet of paper or you have several small pieces of paper. And when you're done writing all the stuff that you just angry with yourself about or angry about in the past or whatever it was that you need to forgive yourself for, you write it on that paper, you know, and then burn all of that paper safely of course and you know burn it up you know after you've written down all these things that you need to forgive yourself for all these things you're angry about you know and this activity to me symbolizes letting go of the past and forgiving yourself you know it's meant to be a form of release of the emotions that are tying you down or causing you to practice negative self-talk You know, and, you know, practicing self-love is a lot about having compassion for yourself and letting things go and letting go of toxic thoughts and letting go of things that keep weighing down in the back of your mind is a huge, huge part of forgiving yourself and really loving on yourself unconditionally, you know, to establish true self-esteem. We must cultivate the right mindset and the right focus, you know, and really have a healthy mindset about our successes and our failures and the negative things that happen in our lives, you know, and this one is another tip, 
about how to cultivate self-love is treat yourself how you would like to be treated or treat yourself how you'd like to be treated by others. You know, that that saying treat others how you like to be treated. In other words, treat yourself how you would like others to treat you. That's the flip coin of it. <laughs> if you want other people to treat you with compassion, respect and everything else, you got to make sure you're giving it to yourself from yourself first. And that's something I had to teach myself. I'm like, you know, I've always been a sweet. I consider myself a sweet person until you mess with me, like most people. <laughs> um, and I would give people all this love and the support. And I kept looking for this love and support from people. And then I realized, Bri, are you giving yourself the love and support that you think other people should be giving you? And I had to check myself one day and say, well, maybe I can kick it up a notch with my self-love and my, my support that I give myself. And I kicked it up a notch. You know, it can sound really awkward to say, I'm going to treat myself the way I would like to be treated by others, you know. But when you stand in that mirror and compliment yourself, when you stand in that mirror and recite positive affirmations, something powerful happens. And I know it may sound cliche, but the more you have you cultivate a habit and cultivate new habits and cultivate a mindset and a language that empowers you, the more you build up your self-esteem and your sense of true self-love because you're worthy of it. So that is something I always keep in mind. Treat myself the way I would like others to treat me. Yeah, so one last important habit um, for cultivating self-love is healthy boundaries. You know, setting boundaries is something that I struggled with for years, knowing how to set healthy boundaries. Setting boundaries is key to cultivating positivity and self-love in your life. You know, setting boundaries involves being able to say no to those activities, to that work that might drain you, to that thing that's creating you stress or saying no to those people who neg negatively impact your life. Um, say no to those things that are distracting you from your happiness and your goals is knowing how to set those boundaries on relationships or peoples or habits or things that are distracting you from really nourishing yourself the way you need to be nourished. And that is something that you have to consistently learn as you go through life. You know, every new level, like they say, is a new devil. <laughs> and I partially believe that, you know, you know, every new level requires you to learn new boundaries you have to set and also in order to protect what's growing in your life or protect your self-love, you know, setting boundaries, setting healthy boundaries, not just, oh, I'm going to just set boundaries there because I don't feel like dealing with that. I'm going to just set boundaries there just to be mean. No, setting healthy boundaries really helps you maintain proper self-love. So this is just part one of self-love and what is self-love and how do you maintain it, you know, and I welcome you to join my 30-day self-love challenge for the new year. 
Um, I'm wishing everyone who hears this an amazing new year, an amazing holiday season. And um, be sure to check out the new website that will be up and running in a few short days, selftherapybybria.com. And again, this is your podcast all about self-love, self-care. Soul Care Sunday.